Hello, my praying people. Oh, how you're going to enjoy this episode of the Prayer Clinic Podcast. I got to have an interview with one of my favorite prayer leaders. His name is John Graff, and John is the president of the Church Prayer Leaders Network. He is passionate about getting our churches to be houses of prayer. And if you know anything about me, you know that I am passionate about the same exact thing. And so it's so much fun to get together with somebody who has the very same calling on their life as you have on yours and just to hear what God's doing through his ministry. And it's multi-layered. You're going to love hearing about that. We've got all the links to his websites in our show notes. And um, we also are, I, I took good notes while we were talking. And so I've got some of the references to scripture that he, he spoke of and um Anyway, you're going to love this podcast. Please make sure, as always, that if this ministers to you and you love it, please give us a rating if you haven't already. Subscribe to the Prayer Clinic podcast. And um, if you know of somebody who would enjoy growing in their prayer life and learning more, how they can connect with God through prayer and experience the life that results from that, then please share this podcast with them. And um, now I want you to join me in welcoming John Graff to our Prayer Clinic podcast. Hello, my praying people. I'm so excited to invite to um, introduce you to a friend that I've known for a good little while. His name is John Graff, and John is the president of the Church Prayer Leaders Network. Um, John, we're so glad to have you with us today on the Prayer Clinic Podcast. Thanks, Leanne. I'm very glad to be with you. Thank you. And I would love for you to tell our people what it is that the Church Prayer Leaders Network does. What is your primary focus and what do you all do? Well, our ultimate goal is to help churches become houses of prayer. And we do that by encouraging and equipping prayer leaders. And that might be the pastor in a church. It might be lay people who have as their role, you know, leading a prayer team, a prayer ministry, uh, whatever, but helping those people to, by equipping and encouraging and inspiring them to grow prayer uh, in their church, in the local church. So we're all about uh, helping churches grow their people in prayer, discipling their people, uh, taking them to deeper levels, giving them broader experiences of prayer, and ultimately, it's for kingdom purposes, you know, so that the kingdom would expand through the local mm-hmm. church and through through prayer. So that's really what we're about. And that's what we're all about, too. And so I know that our listeners are like, oh, yeah, this is a kindred spirit for sure, because we are really believers that when when we pray, God's going to be answering and that God's eager for his people to pray because he's eager to release himself in our midst. And of course, he's told us the way he's going to do that is through prayer. And so um, 
John was sharing with me prior to us going on that his website has over 900 articles for um, that uh, those that are a part of the Church Prayer Leaders Network have full access to. Um, not only that, but they also have um, a publishing arm called Prayer Shop Publishing. So, John, tell us what um, Prayer Shop Publishing has to offer us. Well, Prayer Shop, actually, this uh, next month in May, is our 15th anniversary. And wow. we actually started out of, out of the Church Prayers Network because uh, it was to develop a niche for books that needed to be published to help churches disciple their people in prayer. So it. It, it, like we do a lot of um, 30, 40 day prayer guides, prayer initiatives that mm -hmm. churches can use to have a season of, of unified prayer on a topic. Mm -hmm. We do, uh, books on teaching people to pray scripture and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so over the 15 years, Prayer Shop has uh, done, I think about uh, 70 different uh, books. Um, we probably do six, eight a year. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we also do some booklets and uh, prayer guides that are, that are smaller and so forth, but they're all very, very targeted on prayer and revival and helping individuals uh, to grow more, to spend more time in praying uh, for God's uh, kingdom. Our, our all-time best-selling book uh, is still in print today. It was one of the first books we ever did, and it was called Love to Pray. And it's a 40-day devotional that has the most complete theology of prayer I've ever seen in a simple format. Um, and, and so people still, that's a very popular book still today. Um, but oh. uh, that's what prayer shop is, is all about. And, uh, we're always looking for new ideas for books and new authors, uh, to write for us. And, and so that's, that's, uh, what we, uh, CPLN promotes prayer shops, books and gets them into churches and, uh, sells them in bulk to churches and, uh, you know, all of that kind of. Uh, thing. Actually, out of that, uh, Love to Pray, we just launched a ministry for individuals to help individuals grow in their personal prayer life. And the title of that is Love to Pray, but it's okay. uh, with a number two, not T-O in the middle. So it's L-O-V-E-2-P-R-A-Y.com. And that has stuff to help you each day to expand uh, expand your vision for prayer. You know, when we, when we start out praying as an individual, we pray what we know. And, and mm -hmm. that's for most of us, it's, it's our personal needs, you know? Right. And then we learn to pray for people that we care about and love and, and so forth. And the more mm -hmm. things we see to pray for, uh, the more we get expanded uh, in mm -hmm. our prayer life. And so this is trying to help us help people move beyond just uh, praying for themselves into a deeper relationship with God, because that's a part of prayer, is growing mm -hmm. your relationship uh, with him, and, and also to expand his kingdom as we pray for the things that are on his heart, and so forth, mm -hmm. and so that's what we're trying to do. 
I love it. And so I want to make sure everybody heard this really well is not only do you all have um, your church prayer leaders network website that has all these articles and resources, but you also have the prayer shop publishing arm where we can find books. We can buy books in bulk, even yeah. for our churches yeah. that will help us with prayer yeah. um, seasons, themes, um, everybody doing a devotion perhaps together. And then out of that is right. love with the number. Number two, Pray, which is another website we can go to, and it's targeted specifically to individuals. And yay, 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 yay. It's all good. And then you also have the sites are okay. So I was just going to say prayerleader.com is CPL, is the Church Prayer Leaders Network website, prayerleader.com. And there you'll also find Prayer Connect magazine. So that's, Uh that's at that site. Um, mm-hmm. But then the Prayer Shop Publishing website is prayershop.org.org. And then there's Love to Pray, L O V E 2 P R A Y.com, Love to Pray.com. So those three, right. uh, those three sites. And I love it. Each one with a separate focus, kind of the prayer leader, the leader, the prayer shop, the publishing and the love to pray the individual. And I have to remember, John, the way I think I first met you was through the um, Prayer Connect magazine. I had seen that you were the editor of that Mm -hmm. magazine. I loved it. I don't even know how it ended up in my hands. But as a prayer leader in my own church, I um, really looked to that as a great resource for just personal inspiration and and, um, direction, inspiration for leading in the church too. And I invite you to come to Thompson Station Church and you led a prayer conference for us uh, a while back. So that is- um, Remember that. That Prayer Connect magazine has been around for quite a while too, hasn't it? That's right. Yeah, Yeah. it actually started in 2011. Uh, So it's been around, it's still being published. Yep, still being published. And it's a great resource to help an individual, but also a prayer leader, too, because it gives ideas and uh, each issue mm-hmm. has a theme um, on mm-hmm. a specific aspect of, of prayer. Uh, the most current issue, the theme is praying uh, for his glory, uh, which mm-hmm. ultimately is what we want every prayer to do, is to pray mm-hmm. for the glory of God, for, for Jesus to be lifted up and and mm-hmm. God to be glorified, whatever the answer to the prayer is, that God would be glorified. And, and so mm-hmm. each issue has that, uh, that theme. The next issue, the, our July issue, is actually, uh, you know, we've been doing it for 11, what, 11 years now. And mm-hmm. uh, it's on the Lord's Prayer. We haven't done an issue on the Lord's Prayer as a theme wow. yet. And so this one, yeah, this one is on uh, the Lord's Prayer. And so we're excited to uh, about that and and uh, we've got good. one coming up a couple of issues is on uh uh well let me think now i'm, I'm i my brain just went on a freeze so i can't, oh no it's okay uh, <laughs> i can't remember i think it's i think it's on the importance of repentance and so forth mm. so but uh yeah okay. we uh and then each issue besides the theme has have other general articles and and some ideas yeah. news stories of what god's doing as a result of prayer around the mm-hmm. world and different things mm-hmm. and so forth. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff yeah. there for any anybody who wants to grow as an intercessor. Absolutely. And so these are just tremendous resources for us to um, know about and to tap into. So um, 
Wow. With all of that, I would love, since you are a prayer guide, I would love to dive into just maybe some of the um, the questions we have about prayer and maybe a, okay. a good one to start with. You were talking about the, the current theme of the Prayer Connect magazine is praying to the glory of God. Let's unpack that just a little bit. What does it mean to, and you mentioned also moving from praying for just you know, initial needs and, and desires to move in toward kingdom kind of praying. So talk to us about what that is. What's that look like going? How does our prayer life progress from the stepping on place to really knowing that we're engaging in um, this releasing of the glory of God? Well, I tell you, without doing a long teaching on that, the shorter podcast, Right. Um, I love to look at John, uh, John 15 as kind of a basis for this. That's the, I am the vine, you're the branches. Yes. We, we all know that. Um, uh-huh. Well, in the middle of that, toward the end of the first section of that book or chapter is mm-hmm. uh, John 15, seven, which is a prayer promise. We love to quote, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. And, mm-hmm. you know, we love to give people encouragement. Well, that that has a context, you know, of, well, mm-hmm. how do I know my prayers are going to, I'm going to get everything I ask for. Well, that hasn't happened in my life. Well, right. It, it's really because we talk about we're tied to the vine. We're supposed to remain in Christ and we get our sustenance from Christ. And as mm-hmm. a believer, what's our ultimate role is to bear fruit. Our role right. is to bear fruit, to, to give God glory with our lives by, by growing his kingdom. And so mm-hmm. it says, you know, if, if you don't bear fruit, you'll be pruned a little bit, you'll be fertilized, you'll, you know, because he wants you to bear fruit. Well, we come mm-hmm. all the way through that. If we know as a believer that ultimately our goal with prayer, our goal in our life is, is not to make my life better and, and all of this, but it's to bear fruit for the kingdom, Uh then if I am staying in God's word, if I am trying to do his purposes and pray his purposes, when I go to prayer, I'm going to desire to pray for what he wants me to pray for. I'm going to desire to want to pray for the things that are on his heart, his purposes, his purpose is to grow his kingdom, to bring people into the kingdom, to bear, for me to bear fruit. And so I'm going to be less likely when I pray about a situation in my life, if that's all going on within me, yeah, I want a desire to do what he wants me to do. So I'm going to be more likely to pray what's on his heart than what I want, the quick fix that I want uh-huh. for this situation. But Lord, in this situation, what will give you the most glory? What will give your name renown? Uh, you know, as I pray, as, as you work in my life or work in this situation in my family, what will bring the most renown to your name? And, and that's, that's what I want to pray. Yeah. And if I pray that, you believe it's going to happen. You bet it's going to happen. And, and, right. and so I think that's what we need to understand. As we mature as a believer, we we begin to let go of the need to have things our way. Uh, and mm-hmm. so every prayer that we ask for is something to make our life better a lot of times into yes. moving in a way that we recognize 
that God wants to use us to further his kingdom here on earth. And prayer is a part of that. Prayer is a part of that. And we grow in relationship with him. We grow closer to him. We get more and more of his heart. And Mm -hmm. and we begin to, we begin to pray that. And, and uh, it's, it's an exciting thing, an exciting thing. And so ultimately every prayer should be our desire should be that he would get glory in whatever way he answers this, he would, he would get glory. Right, right. And you know what I love about as you're sharing that, I'm thinking about our prayer clinic ministry, which is designed, it's very much a needs um, sourced prayer like people come to the clinic like you would go to a clinic Mm -hmm. because you've got something wrong so people come and they bring their something wrong something's amiss something's not as you want it to be it's causing you pain and so we're meeting people in that desperate pain place but our commitment to people is that we'll pray and stay with them until God answers their prayer and because we make this commitment to stay with them then we enter into a discipleship relationship with them. And the journey itself is where we're helping people to understand how God responds to us when we pray. And it begins to teach what you're exactly teaching is maybe even what you're specifically asking God to do is not the answer that he's going to give because the answer he's going to give is even bigger and more God glorifying than what you're asking for and learning how to steward the pain. And so all of that happens in that in-between time of their desperation when we meet them and the the ultimate i mean the end of it being when god answers the prayer and because we're praying and staying that's what we're doing in the in between time so i love and and you just put it into great words what we try to say and we don't tell people that's what you just entered into the discipleship prayer zone you know we yeah, don't tell yeah. them that <laughs> we just tell them that we know god is going to hear and answer their prayer and we're yep. going to stay with them until he does and so along the way we have help them see how he's working. Cause I think a lot of what allows a prayer um, life to go from um, just a stale gutted out discipline and into a delightful um, experience is learning how much God loves us and how he um, how he relates to us and reveals himself yeah. to us when we're in these spaces, you know, of, yeah. of discontent. That's right. That's right. You know? yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. And that being yeah. a, yeah, a there's place so of, much. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's so much uh, to prayer. There's the, the, the layers of it and so forth and what mm-hmm. it does to the heart, to the life, mm-hmm. when we open ourselves up to what God wants to, to do. I mean, mm. in essence, really every prayer, every true prayer is a surrender. And, mm, and that's, that's the key. Good. We're surrendering to, to God's working in our life. And we have mm-hmm. to let go of things in order to do that, in order to do that. Wow. And so that's, that's exciting uh, to hear even what you're doing. That, that's a great ministry. Mm-hmm. That's a, I love that. I love that every, in essence, every true prayer is a surrender. It's a letting, a letting go. Let's talk about that a minute. Like, how do we get to a place? Um, 
where we can just generally, you know, we always hear about it in prayer that you got to lift it up to the Lord, lift it up and then just, you know, turn, turn it loose, whatever it is. It's the, the source of yeah. your, it's your marriage. It's your prodigal child. It's your, it's your health. It's the, whatever it is. How do we um, talk to us a bit about that surrender? Well, we, in we also have to let go. We, we have to let go of <coughs> exactly what we want to happen. Okay, that's a lot good. of times. That's that's mm -hmm. that's you know, I I can pray for a situation and I know man, I'd like I'd like this situation to be fixed to work out and I could I could pray toward that end, but mm -hmm. the more specific I get in how I expect God to fix this, mm -hmm. I I often block I think things from happening and because mm -hmm. I won't open myself up to letting God do what he wants to do and, mm, and, and mm -hmm. do that work that's for our best, for mm -hmm. our ultimate good and for, for his ultimate glory and so forth. And so part of that surrender is, is letting go of what the answer has to be. Now, I know that flies in the face sometimes of, you know, sometimes we're faith is important. And a lot of times for faith, you got to be specific, you know, right. and, and right. so there's that element too but mm -hmm. but it's like we have to have to hold on to things hold on to that specific answer lightly i i think mm -hmm. if if we really want to see god work and ultimately whatever it is you know we tack on if it be your will in our prayer mm -hmm. and really ultimately it is i want what your will is in this situation i i truly mm -hmm. do lord and i'm mm -hmm. i'm help me surrender to that i keep holding on to what i want you know, yes. and hoping you'll do that, but but right. but help me let go of that yes. and surrender that. Uh, surrender is also saying I can't do this. Help, help. Yes, I, I give yes. up. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. I need you. I need you yeah. to do it to intervene, Lord. Yeah. In this situation. And it's a it's a it's a understanding a humbleness of the fact that I can't and I'm desperate for you too. And it's also a statement of trust. I trust you. I, I trust you with this, even though, you know, and what yeah. are we holding on to anyway? We know we can't. I mean, we're just holding on to the imagination that somehow by our clinging to it, we can, um, you know, make things happen that we can't make happen so god does and but when we're I, I believe that our surrender comes more readily the more we recognize um how how much we can trust god but then how do we grow that but through experiences of surrender yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gives us many yeah, many opportunities for that over and over again. And I think what helps me in times like that is um, just realizing that God is always, he's always working, even when we don't see what's going on. And when we will surrender how it absolutely has to be, then a byproduct of doing that is sometimes where our eyes are open, more open to what is going yeah. on around us. Because um, one of yep. the things that no, I think right. about is Romans 8, 28 says God's working all things together for good. Well, before you may have your thing wrapped up with a bow on it, because God worked that out, 
in the in between time, he's working a lot of other things going on. And if yeah, we all right. release right. enough to him, we can see where that work is happening. And that can kind of help sustain us in between. Because and talk to us about that. Like, how do you live with um, how do you live to the glory of God? when you are in that painful place, when you are waiting on God to, um, to come through for you, how do you, um, how do you redeem that, that space of time? Well, I think one of the most important things in, in, in such a time is staying in his word. Mm, That's Um, good. You know, maybe, maybe increasing how much time you spend uh, with him, reading, reading more scriptures, mm. spending more time in, in quiet prayer, you know, where we're not asking uh, for everything. We're just, just trying to be in his presence and listen and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spending time worshiping. That's good. Worshiping is a powerful, powerful thing in our yes. life, whether it's just sitting there quietly listening to our playlist, you know, mm-hmm. on our phone of worship music or Mm-hmm. or uh, it's being able to be in more live worship or mm-hmm. just quiet worship uh, as we're outside, whatever that might be. Um, you know, I just think spending more time in his presence is, uh, and, and more mm-hmm. time in his word is probably the key uh, things to be doing uh, in those, uh, in those seasons, you know, asking mm-hmm. God to uh, continue to grow your hunger for him in those times and to, mm-hmm show himself to you uh, in those times um, in, in, in different ways, in tangible ways. And, um, you know, it's, I think for those of us who <coughs> are more seasoned, have, have been a believer for a long time and so forth, um, it's not that they're easier going through tough situations than having other people, but uh, I think we, we have more uh, you know, I think they call them Ebenezer stones, mm-hmm. stones of remembrance. We have more things mm-hmm. in our life that we remember God taking us through and, and they can be mm-hmm. a blessing as we wait too, as we remember uh, those kinds mm-hmm. of, uh, those kinds of things. Um, you That's know, he good. did this before he's going to do it again. He's, he's going to do, do it. it. He's the same and God. I just, who I just did keep that. praising him and yeah. I love that. In fact, um, you know, we tend to be such doers, even those of us that are active in prayer ministry, we can still get really vigilant about, well, we need to show them how to do this and do this. (laughs) I've got to give them this to do. But I love the, um, what you're saying is when you're in that waiting place, you're God's heard your prayer and it's okay to continue to plead when the pleading is there and it needs to come out. But I love what you're saying about just resting, just being still, just being yeah. in his presence and just soaking in that. I think in our culture today, we spend way too little time being quiet and not having yeah. a whole lot coming our way and not having to spit it out and add to it, but just being still. And I love the the music too. Oh my goodness. How much worship music will, will minister. And it, that is prayer. Just being still before the Lord is prayer. Mm. So good. That's right. So good. Yeah. There's so many other, other aspects of prayer besides asking for things. Um, We were just, 
talking about praising God and the, and the power of praising God. If you were to say, what is the most beneficial part of the part of prayer that praises God? Like, what would you say is the most, like, this is, you need to praise and spend time in well, praise because this. I think, I think for, for, you know, praise does a lot of things, but I think the most significant thing it does is as we praise God, it takes our eyes off of the situation we're in, the pain we're in, the, the whatever, whatever it is. It takes our eyes off of that and, and puts them on him. And, mm -hmm. and our, our like, like the phrases when we magnify the Lord, well, a magnifying glass makes things appear bigger. They're not really bigger, but they appear bigger. And as we mm -hmm. magnify God, I mean, God's as big as he's going to be, he's, he, right. you know, but he gets bigger in our eyes and we yes. see him more clearly. And <laughs> then good. we can trust the more, the more right. we do that, then we trust. And mm. in the situation we're in, we, we trust him. We trust yeah. him. Yeah. And, and so that's an important thing. Yes. Okay. And then let's talk about um, another aspect of prayer. Of course, Thanksgiving is very similar to praise, which it, and it kind of lends itself together. So talk to us about um, what is so significant about us taking time to speak to the Lord about what we're thankful for. Well, I think that's, it, it does a similar thing that mm -hmm. we remind as, as we thank God for what he has done. Uh, mm -hmm. it reminds us of his faithfulness and, yes. you know, those kinds of things. I love one of my favorite prayers in scripture is uh, uh, Jeremiah. Um, I think it's Jeremiah 17 when, when Jerusalem or Jerusalem was about to be overrun uh, by Babylon or was it 29, maybe it's 29, 17 to 19. I can't remember. Sorry. Okay. About that. okay that's okay. Uh, we'll find but it. <laughs> when they're about to be overrun by Babylon, he, he, he goes to prayer and he says, oh, God, your arm is mighty to save and you can oh, save yeah. by many or few. And, and yeah. he said, you brought us up out of Egypt. You did this. You did that. He, and he goes yeah. through this litany of stuff God did. And it's almost like he forgets he forgets to even ask about what it was he came to prayer for, you know, that, <laughs> that hey, they're about to overrun the city. I better pray about that, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's what it does. It, it, it gets us in a better mindset that mm -hmm. lifts our spirits. Uh, up um, tremendously, and so being mm. thankful is a is a valuable valuable thing uh, I, in our life as we remember I, all that God has done. Yes, very good, very good, and I I love that because both of these things, then you've said thus far, and we're about to talk about confession as well, are all for they're not to change God or to make God more or to um, in any way. It's to posture us to experience yeah, God more richly, right. more, more yeah. honestly, yeah. really. Yeah. So let's talk about confession. Why is confession important in prayer? Well, uh, a clean heart, a pure heart uh, before God keeps that conduit between us and the Holy Spirit open. And, and so mm -hmm. I think that's a, a hugely important thing. Uh, scripture mm -hmm. talks about even that if we harbor sin in our life, he won't even hear us, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I think that has more to do with, with uh, you know, harboring known sin that we don't want to give up and so forth. Not, not mm -hmm. necessarily the little sins we didn't remember we did or whatever. Right. But it, but, 
there, there's something about a holy God, our connection with a holy God. Yeah, we've been forgiven. We're a child of his. Salvation mm -hmm. isn't going away. You know, we haven't lost it. But if we don't continually keep an open uh, conduit between us and him and, and free of sin, uh, that, that just puts that blockage. And, and, and it's mm -hmm. like Adam wanted to hide what he had sinned yeah. from, from right. God. And, and there's, there's that sense uh, in our heart that we're not as free when, when we haven't dealt with sin in our life, we're not as free in that connection with him. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's so important uh, in that for us to have a meaningful uh, experience, conversation in prayer with him and to hear mm -hmm. him and, and uh, to have him respond and mm -hmm. so forth, that, that dealing with that and repenting and, and dealing with that continually confessing. I mean, confession is a part of, you know, all the prayer acronyms that are out there, you know, mm -hmm. P-R-A-Y, ACTS, A-C-T-S, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving. It's right. always a part of it because it's, it's such a crucial pillar uh, right. to an active and meaningful, effective uh, prayer life. That's good. That's good. How would you it? Um, I mean, we don't want to be with him. If right. we keep sin in our life, we don't want to be with him. So that's right. prayer right there. <laughs> it's no wonder people, you know, don't want to pray if they're wanting to carry on in a way that they know is not pleasing to them. Yeah, that would be, right. I was, right. as you were talking, I was thinking about how we have, my, uh, we live with our granddaughters in our home. And so they're seven and 11. And I was thinking about if one of them were, say, hiding candy in their room when they knew they're not supposed to do that, they're not going to want to sit down and and talk with me especially if i go in their room if they're trying to hide something yeah. at the same time you know it just breaks the relationship or if they've gotten in trouble for that and they're still crying over the fact that they got in trouble then they don't want to be with me but <laughs> once right. we work that's through right. it the relationship is restored and it's it's free yep, flowing right. again i like that thought right. of the freedom that you have there on the other side of that so for a person who sits down to have their prayer time and they're maybe even they're just getting started what would your advice be to them as to how to spend that time with the lord well i would i would certainly spend some time in uh, confession, asking Holy Spirit, is there anything that I have done to offend you? Is there anything between mm -hmm. me and you? And listening for a, a bit, is there anything that comes to mind to confess? Mm -hmm. I would spend certainly some time uh, asking him for uh, to reveal his will in your own life. What, what mm -hmm. can you be doing to serve him? Uh, mm -hmm. Are there people you're close to uh, that you can be praying for, that they would grow in their relationship with the Lord. Um, I would look for an outward thing uh, to pray for, a friend who doesn't know Jesus yet, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to pray for that. Or, you know, there's so much in the news these days that's upsetting and so forth. Are there things that are on your heart that you can pray for? You know, the mm -hmm. Ukrainian situation is on the minds of some people mm -hmm. and different different things that might be on your mind. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I challenge people as they grow to, to continually look for uh, things that they can pray for that, that will expand the kingdom of God, praying for their community, praying mm 
praying for mm -hmm. his grace to fall in your city and churches in your city, uh, praying mm -hmm. for your church. You know, I believe too, that as we grow, God gives us burdens to pray for and different mm -hmm. people have different burdens. You know, someone, it mm -hmm. might be children, someone, it might be their church, someone, mm -hmm. it might be uh, a nation, you know, uh, missionaries, different things like that. And so mm -hmm. uh, being open to what things hold your interest when you pray about them, you know, what mm -hmm. things seem to, you, you pray with more passion, more fervor, when you're focused on these, that may be a hint that God's giving you a, a burden uh, to pray for. But but I would I would always pick confession, always pick something that you can pray to that's beyond just your own needs, mm -hmm. you know. And that's hard because we all pray what we know, uh, right. you know, or we we can't pray beyond what we don't, you know. If we don't know, we can't pray, and and so sometimes we have to force ourselves to pray for things or get to know some things to even pray for them and so mm -hmm. forth reading the news and and mm -hmm. uh learning things about about uh situations and and so forth that mm -hmm. make us better mm -hmm. at prayer more effective that's great well and it's not um you know everyone has interest in certain things in certain areas and the way that you're describing it you can turn that that interest that's already natural could easily be turned into intercession and so yes, i, I right. love that mm -hmm. and and that is a way that the holy spirit guides your 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 activity in prayer and how do yeah. you and this might be kind of beginning to wrap up our conversation but how do you stay encouraged when you're praying for things like the ukrainian situation when you're too so far removed from it that you don't get to see the results of your prayers necessarily yeah that that's where it becomes hard to sustain prayer when you're praying mm -hmm. for something that you probably aren't going to see the answer to, um, mm -hmm. you know, then you just have to continually ask the Lord to to keep giving you the strength to pray to mm -hmm. to keep your burden fresh. I would I would in that case continually look for uh, look for answers. I mean, mm -hmm. look at the news and and and. Can you see things uh, happening? There are a lot of Christian organizations that are sharing stuff about what's happening in Ukraine. I mean, mm -hmm. ministries like Intercessors for America has a mm -hmm. lot of stuff on their website about, about Ukraine and stories of what God is doing and so forth and, <coughs> and so on. So you can find, be, become a little researcher and, and, and try to find uh, some things. Uh, uh, a lot of the, Christian magazines and so forth on their websites have little stories of news stories of things that are happening. Uh, CBN and mm -hmm. and uh, Charisma House and other places uh, mm -hmm. have some of those things that you can find that that may encourage you uh, as you uh, as you pray. I love that. That's good, and we can. And that is, uh, I love that because. It does encourage us. We know that when we're praying, God's hearing, that our prayers matter, that it's a part of the mysterious way that God works in the world today. And so when we can 
pray and then read a news of something going on, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, here I am over here and there he is over there bringing it all together. And it's such, such an incredible encouragement. Well, I want to circle back out. We've dove into um, kind of our personal prayer lives and ways that we can be um both challenged and encouraged in our personal prayer, but I want to back back out to your passion, which is the church praying and mobilizing the church to pray. What is your dream of um, how to see, what do you want to see where prayer is concerned in the church? And I'm talking about the churches, the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a, a good question. It's a tough question. Uh, but as I thought about thought about it a little bit, I mean, I would love to see a church where prayer uh, is so natural, mm-hmm. it it's so on people's minds that you will see. Uh, first of all, in the service, you're going to see prayer happening at different moments. You know, maybe in the worship service, you're going to. You're going to know prayer is important to if you visit this church, just being in the worship service, you're going to know prayer is important to them by mm-hmm. how much it's done, talked about, so mm-hmm. forth. But uh, before or after the service, you might see clusters of people praying and you'll mm-hmm. see if you attend a church regularly, you'll see uh, people going to the altar, people, you know, mm-hmm. responding to the gospel. Um that doesn't happen without there being prayer, you know, and, and, and so I, I think that's all a, a part of it where it just seems natural. Um, mm-hmm. and, and really the, the sharing of the gospel, the response of the gospel is one of the biggest keys. I think seeing, seeing the miraculous happen, you know, yes. when congregations pray, one of the benefits of praying together is that our appetite for, our expectation of the miraculous grows. And when it grows, we see things, we we see God working and so forth. And so in a given church that that happens, you know, and, and it's because of the expectation of the people. That's great. That's great. That's a, that's my heart too. I want to see where the people, and even if there's a time of corporate prayer that people just have this natural, um, uh, uh, you know, comfort level with each other, just to open their mouths yep. and pray yep. spontaneously and, and allow the spirit to kind of experience in the spirit together when you're praying and, and that being happening in our, in our, each of the small groups. And then when the groups get together and no yep. matter what the size of the group for that to be going on. And I love that we have um, at our church that uh, even saying this, I'm kind of celebrating in my heart on Tuesday, our whole staff gets together to pray and we're a fairly large church so the staff is more than 20 people on that day in the office and we circle up every Tuesday morning and pray and for 30 minutes or so we sometimes goes more than 30 well this past Tuesday when we finished 
um, everybody disperses to go about their work. But in three different little clusters, there were two or three people just praying together in tears. And, you know, so whatever we had done together continued on with them in my heart. I wish I had taken pictures because I was like, oh, this, this is so good. And that's something I think that can be an indicator that your people are getting there. You know, they're, they're doing that. Well, John, thank you so much for being with us. I want to remind our listeners again, that um, you have three different websites where we can continue to learn more about you and your ministry, the prayer leader.com which is for prayer leaders and that's where people can get the prayer connect magazine and all the helps for um the church leader and then you have um prayershop.org where you have your prayer resources in the form of books and those great Mm -hmm. prayer guides for devotions that kind of thing and then this new site which is for the individual so my listeners many of you are individuals this is the one for you it's love with the number two love to pray.com and that's where you can get and i believe john if i'm right they can sign up on that website and get a daily um prayer prompt to help grow their that's own right. prayer life yep. very yep. good yep. on can. a daily they basis can. well i'm so excited this is such an incredible you, ministry and so i thank you so much john for being with us today we'll have to have you back again thank we'll talk so about much. some maybe i enjoyed maybe it some of the hard questions. Then we'll give you the hard questions about prayer. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the prayer clinic podcast today. I don't know about you, but I think I'm about to pack up what I've got going on and go outside and just walk and listen to praise and worship music. (laughs) so that I can be still with God. And um, who knew that just a great walk out in nature and being still, not having to talk about anything or even think about anything could be a powerful part of our prayer lives. I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. And if you have, that you'll share it with your friends. I also want to remind you that the prayer clinic is a ministry that can empower and mobilize your people to pray. If you are not the person who carries the responsibility for the prayer ministry in your church, please share this podcast and our ministry with the person who does. We want all of our churches to be houses of prayer because we know that when we pray, God answers. And when God answers prayer, the people all around us start to recognize that um, God is real, that he is good, and that he wants to be intimately acquainted with the details of their lives, just as he is with ours. So let's keep praying, my praying people, and um, get out there and let's get our churches praying as well.